you're listening to another inspirational message from Bell Road Church. If you live in the North Phoenix area and are looking for a church community, we'd love to have you join us. It's a great place for the whole family where you can have fun and grow closer to Jesus. For more information, visit us at www.bellroadchurch.com. Oh, I go. So what's interesting about that video is Nate, that is literally Nate in every um, essence. Him just slowly walking. That is Nate. Not a whole lot of emotion, just does his thing. Um, but uh, well done, Mustard. Nick's not here to congratulate him. So when Nick gets your second service, everyone give him an air high five. Say good job, Mustard. Um, but yeah, normally, like Shay said, uh, Youth Sunday, we usually play a game live, and it's crazy, and usually we grab people from the audience that probably don't want to play, and we like to do that because it's fun to watch everyone else make a fool of themselves, too. It's fantastic. Um, but Youth Sunday uh, is a chance for us to kind of uh, highlight what God's doing in the youth of our church. And so, first of all, I want to say, um, uh, for those of you that are online and live, um, this year camp was interesting because right when we were starting all of our fundraising, COVID happened. And so it eventually, it literally cut off all aspects. And so honestly, I'm so grateful because in a matter of weeks, almost, I would say almost $3,000 got donated to our students to be able to go to youth camp this summer. And so those of you that maybe were part of that, I want to say thank you because the impact that, that was made um, is, is eternal. Um, because it, it's a blessing, because we, the kids couldn't fundraise anymore, and it was honestly a point where it was like some kids wouldn't be able to go. And so if you were part of that, thank you. Um, thank you for being a part of that. And those that were praying, thank you so much. But today you're going to hear testimonies of kind of what God did at camp for some of these students. Um, you're going to hear a message from one of our students. And I want to say Gen Z is the next generation. It's a generation coming under us. This is our future pastors, our future leaders, um, our future government. I mean, everything. Like, this is our future, the students that you're going to begin to see today. So still, I, I want to encourage you, pray for Gen Z. Pray for this next generation that they're going to be people that fight for what's right and people of substance and of value and that they choose to say, what, no matter what, that that God is the priority, that Jesus is the worth it, and that at the end of the day, they grow in him. So I'm going to introduce our first student. Come on up, Ethan. Um, we're going to sanitize the mic. Everyone gets to watch this. Thank you. Was not expecting to go first, but that's cool. Oh, all right. So, um... Shay and Vanessa both at different times asked me if I wanted to uh, share my testimony. Um, and I was immediately down. I'll be like, that, that's super fun. Aww. But at first I thought they meant when I first became a Christian. So I was like, I was too young. I was, I'm, you know, I was too young to remember that. So I can't really remember. And then they said based on what happened at camp, I'm like, okay, that makes a little more sense. Um, so this was the second camp that I've been to. Um, and both of them were obviously amazing because we get to experience Jesus in a group, which is really good. But um, so many people said that this, uh, this camp was different than ones that they've been to. Like Vanessa said, she's been here for, I don't know, 10 plus years, and this was by far her best one. Um, Ethan said um, that he's been here, I can't exactly remember, but a lot of years, and he said this was his best one. And I think... Uh, based on, was his name Christian Cham 
champ, yeah. Uh, he said that it's because of desperation. Um, and in this time of, uh, it's a lack of peace and a lack of joy and everything's going on. I think this camp, which I'm really thankful that it happened, um, I think this really showed that how we really need God and how we can't really, you know, survive in this time without him. Um, after every service, we did service every night, and after service, we did, um, uh, we did a group talk and answered a few questions, and Shay had each of us uh, make a goal based on what we wanted to do after uh, camp, you know, like a goal. And uh, my goal was to have the same fire that I had at camp and bring it home and kind of, uh, you know, help my family kind of grow in Christ as I did in camp. Um, and the day I got back from camp, I uh, went on my daily run, and probably for the first time, I really, really felt the enemy was personally attacking me. Um, and I think the, the, he wants to attack the most uh, before, during, or after you're in the presence of God because he doesn't like that, and he knows that he can't defeat you when you're with him. Wow. And I think he was really personally attacking me, um, and normally when I... Uh, run, I listen to Christian rap music because that kind of gets me pumped up. But uh, this time I decided to listen to worship music, which I've never done before. And I immediately started bawling because I personally felt like I cast the enemy out. And that was amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, one of the biggest lies that the enemy has, tell, or that the enemy has told me in the past, and it, it's, it happens a lot, is uh, when we look at all uh, these religions like Islam and Buddhism, we, we look at them and we tell ourselves that they're worshiping a false god and that our god is the true god. Um, but what the enemy slips in sometimes is what if they're the right ones? You know, what if we're the ones wasting our time? And it's really moments like camp that really kind of tune the enemy out. And God really reminds me saying, no, he's just trying to deceive you. I'm the true god and you're doing amazing. So... Once again, I'm really thankful for camp because that really kind of pushed that lie out of my head, and I'm really thankful for that. Uh, my last point is I've always really enjoyed the sermon, almost more than worship, because I think I can relate on a more personal and realistic level. And, uh, but for the first time, I actually cried and got on my knees during worship. It was the third night of camp, and I've never done that before. Um, and I really, really think... Uh, it was because, like Christian said, of the desperation, and I really, really needed God to meet me there. And I really believe he did, and it was just amazing. I've never experienced anything like that before, so I'm super thankful for camp. Yeah. Go ahead and watch the screens, guys. Hello, I'm Jaden, and I'm going into the seventh grade this year. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, my great-grandma died, and it's been really hard for me to process it. And so, because she's really special to me, and um, at camp, I was praying, and I was kneeling, and I was crying. And Jesus just told me that she's in a, she's in a good place right now with him, and that just made me really feel good about like where my grandma is right now, my great-grandma. So, yeah, that's what happened to me. Hi, I'm Jeremiah, and I'm going to be a freshman this year in high school. And this year at camp, I, I was healed from, I would say, like, the Lord took away, like, my depression and suicidal thoughts from 
when my dad passed away a couple months ago and I was just going through a hard time and it was like hard on me and my family and I was just thinking bad thoughts about myself and wanting to harm myself and the Lord told Ethan Ostrom to tell me that he knows I went through change and he's still here to help and he wants me to just let him take over my life and then I would say I'm big like healing of my physical body was I'd say two years ago the doctors told me my shoulder blades were different where one the right one was bigger than the other and that they if they would probably never be the same size and that would affect my play in sports in the future and at camp they were we prayed over them they're both healed and the right one the left is the as now is as big as the right shoulder blade Yeah, it was, uh, I, I will say, um, I'll give you some of the last night at camp. Usually our service, I would say, runs about two, two and a half hours is one of our youth services. The last night at camp, we went four and a half hours. And then the kids didn't want to stop. It was insane. And I will say, just some of you that are watching online, some of you that are sitting here, um, we did uh, do very, they did a great job of like social distancing and making sure things are sanitized and we were super respectful and making sure like, you know, so just so you all know, it wasn't like 400 kids just running wild and no one did anything about COVID. It was, we did a very good job of making sure like things were sanitized and students had temp checks every morning and so we were being safe and careful. Um, I was going to say that in the beginning, I forgot. But guys, camp, it was it was an incredible experience, and so um, I'm going to introduce someone super awesome and someone super, super incredible, um, and I'm going to cry. I love you, buddy. But I'm super proud of this specific person. Um, he's going to bring in the word this morning, and God, look at me. I've gotten to watch him uh, grow into an incredible leader and an incredible influencer on this generation. He leads the way in worship, leads the way in all aspects of his faith, and is passionate to see his friends and everyone that knows him and everyone that he sees. Today he was telling me a story when he came in this morning. He said, hey, Pastor Vanessa, guess what? I invited some guy at Dutch Rose to church, and he's going to come. And he just, he's just excited about what God's doing, and he's passionate. And so I invited him to bring the word this morning. And so, Ethan, if you want to come on up. And um, he's going to share some stuff with us today. Good morning, everybody. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is uh, Ethan Ostrom. Uh, I've been attending Bell Road Church for about 12 years now. I kind of lose track of time. But yeah, camp this year was so amazing. I, I can't even start to describe, guys. The only way I could describe it is Matthew 6.10. I, every night, I would pray that prayer, and it, and, it, and it really did happen, and it was so powerful. Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And, 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 it, and it happened, guys. Keep praying that prayer no matter how many times. It may take years for things to come that you've been praying for. But God is faithful and he works everything for your good. So with that, um, before we start the message, I just want to go ahead and go into a time of prayer. I think it's really important to set an atmosphere of expectance of God. And I like to do that with prayer. So if you all want to bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to use me today, Lord, for your kingdom. 
And I pray, Lord, that it wouldn't be my mouth, but your mouth speaking, Lord Jesus. And I, and I command pride to leave this place from my heart, Lord Jesus, knowing that it's not me, but it's you. You get, I get the honor to be able to come up here today. And so I thank you for that. I pray you would do a work in this message in at least one person's life today. Just one, Lord God. In your holy, heavenly name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, as Pastor Todd Tyrone already mentioned, uh, the series we're going through is called Joy Full. And today I'm going to be reading from one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. Philippians. Specifically, if you want to open up your Bible, we're going to start at... Philippians 1, verse uh, 12. Um, So, the verse 12, right here. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and, fierce, and fearlessly. So today's big, big idea is that we can find joy in our persecution. Now, personally for me, this is something that is very hard for me to learn, especially in high school. It's really hard to try to be a Christian in high school. There is so much darkness, and the devil has a stronghold in our schools, which is why I love Youth Alive and Christian Chambliss, trying to reach every school. That's why I love that. And so for me, over the uh, past four years in high school, it's been really hard to try to be a Christian and, and really find joy in my persecution because every day you're go- I'm going out in the mission field and the people who are lost and, de- and who are depressed and addicted. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down verse by verse. That's what I love doing. I'm not going to take forever, though. Uh, My my friend Clayton knows I could go a while. I could go a while. I only have a limited amount of time, but I could go for a while. So so, uh, just to restate the context of Philippians, it is uh, Paul and Timothy writing a group of letters to the church in Philippi. So this is to a group of believers. So keep that in mind. I'm going to read verse 12 again. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Now at this time, Paul is in prison. So when he's talking about his chains, he is in prison right now. And he says that this is actually good. It's advancing the gospel. What does advance mean? To go forward, to send us forth. That's why I wore this shirt today. God calls all believers to send us forth and to be fishers of men, right? And so Paul says that this has actually served to advance the gospel. And Paul, and he's addressing believers in this. So I think that God knew that believers would struggle with persecution. He knew that there would be people that would yell curses at us and, and mean things and hurtful things at us. God knew that when he was telling Paul to write this. Verse 13. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Other people see why you are being persecuted, and it's for the Lord Jesus Christ, the name above all names, the King of Kings. And even your persecutors can see your passion. 
They want to get something out of you. They want to put you down. Every time they say those hurtful things to you, call you names. But your passion for Christ can plant a seed of salvation even amongst your persecutors. I, I have a, a couple of friends that aren't believers in Christ, and God has put those people heavy on my heart. And sometimes it's hard because they, they, every time I talk about the Bible, they curse me out. And they say hurtful things to me. And that only makes me want to pray about them more because I know that God is going to plant a seed of salvation. Now, I, I may not see that be reaped, right? That's, that's where my pride comes in, where I want to see that person fully come to Christ. But sometimes I have to lay that down and say, God, I, I'm going to let you do the work. Even, even your persecutors can see your passion and be changed by that. So don't let them put you down because that's what the devil wants. Mm. Verse 14. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Hmm. In, in the NIV version, it says, because of the chains of persecution, believers can become confident in the Lord. We can find confidence while we are being persecuted in the Lord. Notice how it says in the Lord and not in the world, right? We find confidence in Jesus when we're being persecuted, not in social media, not in video games, right? Come on, somebody, someone needs to hear that. <laughs> Definitely not speaking to my brothers, no way. <laughs> um, I want to I speak to a specific wording. It says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers. I think God knew that not all believers would become confident in Christ. Some would fall out of faith because of persecution. It's a lot easier to fall out of faith in persecution than it is to gain faith in persecution, right? So the question is, are you going to be the one who's going to lose faith in persecution or are you the one who's going to gain faith in persecution? And not only can persecution make us more confident in Christ, but listen here, but it, he can empower us to proclaim the gospel without fear. That's what it says in verse 14. It says, because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Not only are we confident, but we can proclaim the gospel without fear. Ooh, someone is afraid in this house to, to talk about the Lord in public. I know it. Wow. Here's the thing I want to point out to this. The worst that can happen to us in our persecution is we're killed. But, but... I don't, that, that's the absolute worst that can happen. But even in that, we can find joy. Later, just a couple verses later in Philippians, Philippians 1.21 says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. We know that even in the worst, God is victorious, right? Even in the worst. Mm. And what I love about it, in the message translation, it heads this part of Philippians Oh, I love this. You can't imprison the gospel. Ooh, that's so good. We, the world and your persecutors can't imprison the gospel. Mmm, so good. During this time, and, and, and we're all being persecuted in this time. During this time in all of our lives, Christians are being persecuted they, because of COVID, right? People say, well, be, because your God is so good, why would he let COVID happen? All these people are dying. People are getting sick, losing their lives. They can't even see their family. But... I want to say this. God has a purpose for your pain. Uh, I, something that I've learned recently is that we try to pull God down to our own realm of understanding. But he's God. 
we have to understand that we can't understand him, right? We, there are certain aspects of him that we have to lay down and say, God, I lay down my understanding. I give this all to you. So God has a purpose in your pain, whether you can see it or not. So like, like uh, my friend Ethan was saying, this year at camp was so powerful. It's, I've been, a, been to camp six or seven times. It was the most powerful I've ever felt God in my life. And, and like you said, on the third night, Christian Chandler stated, it's because we were desperate for the Lord. The devil tried to isolate us away from people, away from our church, away from our friends and family. But through that, God is, is helping us to become desperate for, for Jesus Christ. And I love that. I pray over all of you that you would become desperate for Jesus. What I, one of my favorite sayings that Griffin McGrath, the, uh, the director up at Grant Hills Campground, he says, that he wants Arizona to be a desert on fire for the Lord. And I believe that wholeheartedly, that, that, that Arizona is a place where, where change is happening. And it starts with Gen Z. It's starting with Gen Z. It's, we're rising up. We're going to be the new leaders, new pastors. And I, and I believe that full, wholeheartedly. Mm. Maybe God is using COVID for, desperate, for a spirit of desperation to sweep, not just over Arizona, not just the United States, but the whole world. Like it says on my shirt, send us forth. Whether that means you're called to your neighbor's house, your school, or India, anywhere. God wants to send us forth. So I'm gonna ask you this one final question before, we, before I end in prayer. Even while Paul was in jail, in prison, he found joy in his persecution. Will you? So thank you for the opportunity to come up here. I just want to end in prayer real quick again, guys. Like I said, I think it's important to come in, starting with prayer, but also go out of it, ending in prayer as well. So everyone bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for this message that you placed upon my heart to write, Lord God. And I pray that at least one person heard it in this room. They might be being persecuted by their own family members who don't believe. And they've been trying for years to get to that one person, their uncle, their brother, their sister, even maybe their own father or mother. So I pray, Lord God, that we would find joy in our persecution. I love Tyrone said this last week. He's like, happiness depends on happening, but joy depends on Jesus. That's the difference. We as Christians find joy in Jesus, even while we're being persecuted. So I pray, Lord God, that we would find joy in that and that we would continue to pursue you, Lord, Pray this in your holy, heavenly name. And all those people said, Amen. Oh, man. Great job, Ethan. We've got a little preacher in the making right there. I'm just saying. It was fantastic, buddy. Uh, so impressed. All right, we got another testimony. Miss Leslie, come on up. Come on up. What's saw, dudes? Um, uh, so, um, yeah, that's my second camp, right? Yeah. Um, what I really liked about this camp wasn't only that not everybody that was in our usual usual when Wednesday, oh my God, I can't talk Wednesdays um, youth thingies um, and new people such as Brittany came and oh my gosh, it was awesome. Um, so, during worship, 
I was I was on my knees because which is rare because I just like to worship and yeah. Um, so I was on my knees. I was praying for my family um, because um, Alan Griffin was like, "Hey, I want you guys to to pray for your family members that to heal them and heal every like yeah." So I was just praying mainly about my grandma. Um, a lot of sickness is going on through my family. Like it's generations of sickness, diabetes, cancer, and um, my grandma right now uh, has like really high blood pressure, and I'm just so scared to lose her because she's been there through everything. She's um, she adopted my mom, and um, she's just so special to me. Um, so I was just praying that I want her there for like more time. I want her to be by my side for a few more years at least. And I felt like a warm hug or something. And um, I, I knew it was God and he goes, he whispers in my ear, he, he said, I will heal her just for you because I know how special she is for you. And I just started crying. But at the same time, I was like happy. I was smiling because it was just such an awesome feeling. So, yeah, I just, and it, it was the first time I heard God's voice, and it just made me feel very special. So, go ahead and watch the screen, guys. I'm Tessa, and I'm going into the ninth grade. I'm going to be a freshman next year, and God did a lot at camp but I think he for sure um, just showed me his presence and that he always keeps promises. Um, because I had been praying for um, my cousin that I brought to camp to just really see the presence of God. And God was like, yes, this is a lie with my will and I will definitely do that. And he really did, he really did deliver. And I just saw the change in my cousin's life and that was just really cool. So, yeah. All right, Levi, come on up, buddy. All right, so um, I was at camp and I was in worship and I just was doing this like fake worship because I, I had this like anxiety and I it was just like this constant loop like what about this and what about that and uh, I just I guess he told me to worship and I started to do it and just like all that anxiety like just went away and it was really cool. The worship team, worship team, you guys can come back up. We're gonna we're gonna go into the last song, um, guys. We uh, have a generation coming up that's excited. I love me a youth pastor, and my favorite part is seeing a generation that just wants more, and that wants the truth, and that wants to fight for the injustice, that wants to fight for the presence of God. If you guys want to stand up for me, everybody here, if you're at home watching. 
I want to encourage you to get yourself into a posture of worship. The theme for camp this summer was all in. That was the summer camp theme this summer. And it was all in. And I can tell you a lot of what our two, a, lot, a couple of our students made the comment during worship, I got on my knees and I never do that. It's what they said, right? Can I just say, our students went all in and they said, you know what? It doesn't matter what's happening in my world and my life. I'm going to fight for the presence of God. And so if you're here, become desperate for God's presence because we have a generation that wants to see desperation. We have a generation that's going to say, you know what? I'm going to fight for the presence of God no matter what's going on in my world or my life around me. So if you're at home, I want to encourage you, don't just like stare at the TV and watch us, but get in a posture of worship and say, I'm going to become desperate for the presence of God even in my own home. Even in my family's world, I'm going to have a posture of worship and become desperate. And we're in the house this morning. I pray that each one of you heard these testimonies and were encouraged and said, you know what? I'm encouraged because we have a generation coming up that is excited about what God is doing and that will fight for his presence in their life. That is good. That is good for our life, for our country, for our world. And I'm excited to be a part of that and to see that movement. So if you guys want to lift your hands for me. Jesus, we praise you, Father, and we worship you, God, and we are in a posture, God, and we say we are all in. And God, we say, God, we will fight for your presence. We will fight, God, to see your presence known in our world and in our generations before us, God, after us, and behind us, God, that we will fight, God, to see you move, God, that we will see miracles happen, God, because we can become desperate desperate for who you are. And Lord, I pray as we go into this last song, Father, pour out your spirit on each one of us today in our in this church, God, in our homes, Lord. Allow us, God, to become desperate and to see a move that is mighty and that is incredible. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God. Amen. again for listening to this message of Bell Road Church. We hope you enjoyed it and that God spoke to you through it. Be sure to connect with us online via Twitter, Facebook, and at bellroadchurch.com.